What is up, everyone? I almost forgot to put myself back on the screen, but yeah, it's been it's been two weeks. And what's up, everyone? This is the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, our new YouTube channel, and as always, our Twitter network. Make sure you guys follow me on Twitter at Peter. You can see me on the screen. Follow me. I'll follow you guys back. Have some nice conversations about the Bills or whatever other sports you guys want to do. Make sure you follow everything Built on Buffalo, like Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Built on Buffalo and as well as BuiltOnBuffaloNews.com if you guys want basically daily articles about the Bills, about the happenings of the week, recaps of games, all that fun stuff. Check out BuiltOnBuffaloNews.com. Check out everything Built on Buffalo as always. And our shout-out to our sponsor of our show, Picasso's Pizza. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's. Every night is pizza night. Um, as always, we'll be giving you guys our Picasso's pizza player of the game. About halfway through the show between um, from the Jets, Patriots, uh, excuse me, Jets, Patriots, I'm all over the place, Jets, Bills game on Sunday. We'll give you guys our player of the game, sponsored by Picasso's. But we can't do our show without our guest. And here he comes, Izzy from the Red Zone Report, part of the Built in Buffalo Hello. Network. How are we doing tonight, my man? I'm doing excellent. I got my uh, cold weather gear on just because yeah. it's going to be cold outside on Saturday. It's going to be cold outside mm. on Sunday. Izzy, or Saturday, actually. I, I'm Saturday night, baby. Days. Let's go. Izzy, before we get into the topic of the Bills, Cole Beasley, the Jets game, the Dolphins game, where can everyone find your show, your social media, all that, all that fun stuff? You can, you can find me, generally speaking, doing the post-game shows for Built in Buffalo, also, uh, Sundays at 7 p.m., the Red Zone Report. Uh, the Red Zone Report, you know, I've done it twice, once this uh, this year, uh, which was fun. But if there's a game and I can do the post game, I'm doing it, and that's just the way it is. But check me out every Sunday, 7 p.m. Every Sunday, 7 p.m. Make sure you guys check him out. Make sure you guys check out everything that's built in mm-hmm. Buffalo, all our live shows on Facebook, YouTube, and obviously Twitter. Um, but, yeah, comment section is open, guys. Drop the comments. Drop your thoughts from everything. Lance is coming in. Knicks are winning 23-15. to 15. I know Lance has some money on the New York Knicks. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan for people that don't know. But I know Lance was talking about his parlay. He needs the Knicks to win. So maybe Lance wins some money tonight. Maybe he does. Um, but, yeah, comment section's open, guys. We'll break down the Cole Beasley's. We'll talk about the Jets game. We'll do all that fun stuff. And Built in Buffalo is right. Whoever's controlling it right now, smash that like, guys. Smash the like. Support everything Built in Buffalo. So let's get going. Let's get, Oh, I always forget this is. I always forget this. Tomorrow morning, this comes out in podcast form. If you guys prefer to listen in podcast form, you can always rewatch this. But if you want podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, um, check out Built in Buffalo Podcast. But this comes out <clears throat> tomorrow morning around 5 a.m. for podcast form. But... We got the news that broke yesterday. There were some rumblings um, via social media. Some guy tweeted that he was sitting next to Cole Beasley on a flight. Maybe that was true. Maybe it wasn't. But that was kind of started the rumblings of all the news with the, with the with Cole Beasley. So, Izzy, I'm going to start with you. What is the potential Cole, Beasley's, Cole Beasley impact on this team? Ah, so <clears throat> the, the potential impact that Cole Beasley has on this team is – third downs getting us the first down that's really what his uh his whole niche has been since he's been in buffalo is like he's not been the the big yardage guy yeah he's gotten some large you know chunks of yards in in receiving but for the most part he's that guy when you need three yards you get your three yards when you need 10 yards you get your 10 yards he's that guy he gets open finds a hole in the defense and josh just lasers in there sticky hands and he goes down he doesn't drop a lot of passes and, you know, he runs damn good routes. He's not that fast, though, so he's not really going to break a lot of them long. But that's not what you get Cole Beasley for. You got him to get those first downs. And it's also not something that's new to, obviously, the Bills system, to Josh Allen, to the coaching staff. It's also not new stuff for the uh, for us Bills fans. We know what Cole's, Cole Beasley's done in his three years in Buffalo. He kind of helped. I mentioned this way back ago when I first started my show here that like well thank you to Cole Beasley because he helped transform Josh Allen along with John Brown and obviously then eventually Stefan Diggs but he was one of the first few legit weapons that Bean and company put around Josh Allen that wasn't Kelvin Benjamin or uh, anybody else where Andre Holmes if he was even those those type of guys it was one of those legit proven weapons 
And Colby's is that reliable target. I think we all know that. He's a guy that, like as he just mentioned, he's not gonna he's not gonna beat you with his uh, 40 yard speed. He's not gonna put three juke moves and take it 80 yards to the house. He's gonna catch the ball, he's gonna turn up field, see where the first down is, get to the first down, and then get down. He's moving the chains, which is something that I think the Bills have lacked in their overall offense. In the, maybe not in the sense of getting first downs, but that reliable, reliable target that I don't think Isaiah McKenzie is, and I think this kind of helps Isaiah McKenzie back, go back to the role where he might be more comfortable with in that kind of gadget type of role. And he was recruiting Beasley to this. It wasn't yeah. like it was like McKenzie didn't want him. He was he wanted him back. All on social media saying he wants Beasley back because he probably he's probably thinking, you know what? I excel when I'm doing this said and said, and that's when Beasley is on the team doing his thing. I think the Bills getting Beasley is just going to give one out another weapon. It's going to give him a reliable target. They have chemistry. They know how to play with each other. And in that third and two, third and three kind of um, offense, you can give Beasley and he'll get you four yards. He won't get you the 15 that maybe Diggs, Davis, McKenzie, all those guys can get it. But he'll get you those four yards, and you can move the chains and keep the drive going. So let's see what we let's see what we got coming in. Uh, Lance coming in. Do we still do that, or we think we're booing bees? This is after Dave Myers, the founder, built in Buffalo, is coming in. I don't. I think people will still be doing bees. I think people will still be doing bees, and they'll be on people on Twitter. Be like, people on Twitter will be like, as you know, what will happen. People at the game will be like, oh, we're booing him. And then another person will be like, oh, we're saying bees. And we're going to be like, okay, who cares? Right? <clears throat> Same Got thing over and over. Um, Just win, baby. Lance coming in faster than you are. Yeah, I would hope Kobe is faster than me and is. That would be 240 pounds. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a problem if Kobe was not uh, faster than us. Because 240 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Let's go. Is you think you can play slot receiver in the NFL right now? Yes. Yes. Well, like I be hitting people. Like, be hitting ah. people. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kobe, yeah. it's a pretty simple impact or a simple like way to explain it. He'll be that reliable third down target. He won't play 95% of the snaps. What, what are we thinking? Does he play Sunday? I keep saying Sunday. Is Does he play Saturday? And if he, if he does play, how many percentage of the snaps are you thinking? I think he does. He, he practiced today. He looked good today. Um, I think that he'll be activated just like John Brown was his first week. Uh, we didn't see John Brown at all, but I think that Beasley's going to be a necessary piece uh, against the Dolphins' defense that isn't really that good, but they're they're good at stopping teams just short, giving you a short third down, and Beasley eats at those points in time. He he can just again he's not fast, but no. he is quick as hell, and he will shake you out of your shoes. You might catch him afterwards, but if he's past the first down mark, who cares? Like you caught him, good job. He got seven yards on a two-yard needed play, and your sneakers are still where you were standing. So that's just a you problem, not an our problem. I think that Beasley's going to go out there, and he might have fifty yards on four catches, like we said, like I talked to you before the show. Yeah, he might have you know fifty catches on or five catches for fifty yards and four first downs, but that is what it is. That's just what he does. He might have five catches for thirty-five yards. And yeah. four first downs. Um, yeah, Kobe's is not like blazing fast. His route running, like his quickness in his feet in his route running, like it's not Stefan Diggs yeah. um level of route running and quickness in his feet, but for a slot receiver, his route running is probably why he played in the NFL. I don't know how many years he's played in the NFL uh, ten or eleven. This is his eleventh year in the NFL. This is his eleventh year in the NFL. So he's played eleven years because he can get open, he can create space, and he's always open. He was the guy that Oh, here's Cole Beasley again. He is always open. And if you get Josh Allen, a guy that's always open, that's a good thing. It's a good thing where if the play breaks down, he needs to find a guy. Cole Beasley is not going to be his first target on first and second down, but if you have to get at him, you can get at him. It can only help the Bills. It can only help the Bills. And the locker room loves it. You can tell the guys wanted him. I know he he said some stuff coming out of Buffalo. You had the vaccination issue. Um, not issue, but. His comments on the vaccination, people that rub people the wrong way. It was a public ago. affairs issue. It was just a whole mess of stuff that kind of went down with him. And he had a great year. He still had a that 2020 year. He was he had 967 yards and four touchdowns. And it was literally in 15 games. He plays one more game. He probably breaks a thousand yards as a yeah. slot receiver. So not a lot of those. Not a lot of those. So yeah, Colby's impact can't be. 
any better than like he's gonna be it's gonna be awesome and I'm excited. Christopher's coming in, he reads defenses and settles down in open spaces. You're perfect. You're right, man. Christopher, appreciate the comment, man. Yeah, he reads defenses, settle downs, and plays a smart player. He's a very smart and intelligent uh NFL player. So and you know what? Josh Allen wanted him back. So if Josh Allen wants him back, I want him back. That's all that matters. That's all I, that matters. I think that I think that Beasley also coming in this late in the season, being healthy is is a big deal. Like right. the last two years, by the end of the season, he was beat. Yes. Like he just beat the hell up. He's he's 33 years old. He was 32 last year, 31 the year before that. He'd been getting hammered all year. This yeah. year? Jeff agrees. No hammers, you know, and he, he, he they, I had somebody telling me on, on social media today, you know, bees ain't no good anymore. And I was like, I don't think that's true. There's no, there's no evidence of that. And he was like, he retired for a reason. And I'm like, he retired because his heart wasn't in it. He said it, that his heart wasn't in it and that he needed to go and be with his wife and kids, you know, and he went and was with them for another month or so. And he can, he can give another two months to football if he wants or and retire after a Super yeah. Bowl run. Let's go. Why not? So, I mean, I wouldn't say there's any evidence to say that Beasley is washed at this point. Last year he put up almost 800 yards. No, I no, I I think yeah, Beasley last year 693, almost 700. His touchdown numbers were done uh, down, but he was injured down the stretch of the year. And in 2020, going into the playoffs, that ch- AFC Championship run, he had that broke. He was playing on that broken leg. So, yeah, that was something crazy um, for Cole Beasley. But yeah. Um, Kim's coming in. We lost you there for a second. Is um, uh, dog. Like, oh, you're yeah, you're good, man. No worries. No worries. Trying to wave her on, and she's like, "Nah, I'm gonna do this one like, Nah, she I'm wants to get talk, out. She wants to talk bills. She wants to talk some Cole Beasley. She wants to break down the Cole Beasley stuff. She's shy. <laughs> so maybe she doesn't want to break down the Cole Beasley. Kim's coming in. Happy Wednesday and go Bills. Hi, Kim. Hopefully everything's going well with you. Appreciate My you man, Kim. How we doing? Um, let's see. Let's see. Tampa Neal's coming in. Part of Breaking Tables on Mondays and Thursday. A little comedic relief if you want to check out Breaking Tables. They have fun. Heck, yeah. It's a fun show. It's a fun yeah, show. I'm not saying our shows are fun. Their shows are a little. Their shows are hilarious. Their shows are different. We're more X's and O's, fun like that. They're more. Like They're more bar. beers and bros. Yeah, I guess that's the way. I was going to say bar scene. They're more of like a bar scene show. Um, yeah. Dorsey needs to use them. Yeah, like in theory, if the Bills don't use them properly, if they don't execute well with them then it doesn't really matter but there's a reason they brought him back like they didn't bring him like they used john brown early in that game against the jets they threw a deep ball to john brown when sauce garner was guarding him and i think mm-hmm. out if Allen makes a little better pass that's a touchdown it's a touchdown yeah. no they're if he, if he leads him a little bit more yeah it wasn't a bad pass john had to stop for the yeah. ball and it wasn't a bad pass because brown had that in his hand like he could have caught that brown it was a tough catch i'm not saying it was an easy catch but if Allen leads them a little more, it's a touchdown. So they're bringing these guys in to use them. Like, they're not bringing back John Brown, Cole Beasley. They brought back Jordan Phillips to use them, Shaq Lawson. Like, these guys are – they want to use them because they, they know their value to their to the team. So I think they're bringing back Cole Beasley for that exact exact reason. Um, But, yeah, that's enough of the Cole Beasley. We're going to get to the Jets game. We're going to talk about the Jets game for a little. We'll give you our player of the game, and then we'll shift you guys towards – the clash with the Dolphins on Saturday night. But is I'm going to start with you on the Jets game, the good from the Jets game. Uh, the good from the Jets game. Uh, the defensive line was outstanding. I mean, Groot had two sacks. Epinesa had a sack. Shaq Lawson had a sack. Uh, Ed yeah. Oliver was smashing the quarterback. Daquan Jones with the fumble recovery. Uh, yeah, I mean, Matt Milano from the linebackers. The linebackers were outstanding, not allowing the just to get a run game going. Matt Milano hammering Mike White. The defense overall was just outstanding. They, I mean, they allowed 268 yards passing by Mike White, but he was throwing 300-plus yards per game the last two games. And, and against solid competition, and the Bills just were having none of it. They were they were going after him, and I could see them in, using that same type of game plan this week against the Dolphins, just going after Tua, blitzing yeah. up the middle with a Milano or with an Edmonds. And if it's an Edmonds – there's nothing scarier than a 250 pound, six foot four, running at you, with arms up, three year old, just charging at you full speed with nothing but potential in front of him. Like that's that's terrifying. Yeah, and look, I think a lot of the yards that the Bills gave up were kind of empty yards in the sense that didn't result to a lot of points. Like the Jets scored 12 points 
on the day, two of them from a safety. So 10 points from the offense. That's a touchdown and that's a field goal um, for the Jets. So the Bills defense really like give up 10 points when you're playing defense in the National Football League to an offense that's, well, they're not the Chiefs offense. They're not the Bengals offense. But they put up a lot of points on the Vikings, who are not a great defense. Their offense has proven they can move the ball around the field. This is not the Jets of three to four years ago where they're just inept well, on year. offense. Yeah, or yeah, even last year. Like this last is a legit Jets are a legit playoff contender. Like a legit playoff yeah. team that if you match, they could sneak in and win a playoff game. Like that's where the Jets are at this point. And the think, about this. think about this though. So yeah. let's say the Chargers lose the Jets win this week. Right? The Bills yeah. win the Dolphins win. That means the whole AFC East is in the playoffs again. As of when the, the Dolphins the Dolphins will lose because we play them. Yes. So if we win, the Dolphins drop to eight and six. Mm-hmm. If the Patriots and the Jets both win, they would both they would also be eight and six. Then if the Chargers lose, yeah. they'd be seven and seven. Yeah, that would put the entire AFC East in the playoffs yeah. again. That's nuts. Yeah, That's Patriots crazy. and Jets. That is Patriots and Jets got some tough games. Jets take on Detroit, who's not an easy out at all. No, we we, we know. know we know that Vikings know that they just lost to them last week. Detroit yeah. can score points on you, and and they're they're dangerous because they're a team with no expectations. They're playing free. Dan Campbell will get you ready to, ready to run through a wall if you play for him. And then uh, the Patriots have to go to Vegas, who, besides the Rams game, were playing some pretty good pretty good football, and then they blew that game to the Rams that they should have won. So some tough games for both of those teams. But, yeah, look, the defense was great. I think the defense was spectacular. Tremaine Edmonds. How about Matt Milano and Ed Alvers? Two hits on Mike White. And two legal hits. They were legal hits. Oh. and. Even Mike, even Mike White said the Bolano hit was legal. So the guy yeah, that got a, hit says it's legal, pretty legal. Um, I but yeah, a, I had a I had a Jets fan in my in my uh, Facebook too in a trash talk group saying those hits were illegal. I was like, uh, they didn't drop their weight on him, they didn't lead with the head, they didn't go at his head, they didn't go below his knees. They were totally legal hits. They were just real, real hard. And I thought the Oliver hit was worse, but then I watched Dan Orlovsky say. Like the only time this is worse is if it's a linebacker when showing the Ed Oliver hit, and I was like, "Oh, the next one was." Yeah, if you watch the replay of the Milano hit, you kind of see him like snap back almost. Yeah, like, like it was like, like watching anime. Forward and his like it just looked bad. And look, he went to the hospital for precautionary reasons. I think he's playing Sunday. Mm-hmm. I think that's the expectation that he's playing. So good for him that he's okay. I don't want injured people out here, so he's okay. Might be a little might have woke up on a Monday morning a little sore. Just a, just a little sore. It was like an anime hit, like when somebody punches someone in the anime in the gut, and they're like, Boo! Yeah, like, oh. so yeah. Milano was great. I thought um, Emmons was great. Something on the offense, because I know there was not a lot of good things from offensively as a whole. Trey I White. thought, yeah, Trey White was Trey White was up and down, but he was pretty good. You can see him still coming back from that ACL, ACL injury. But on offensive side of the ball, because I think the defense has played top down awesome. Like you can't give ten points is ten points. Like I know we can we can go nitpick this guy to make this play. This guy you give a freaking ten points on off on defense. We'll live with it and we'll move on. It's ten points. Um, obviously they had that two points for the safety, but I thought Devin Singletary ran the ball really well. He had eight carries for thirty nine yards. That's a four point nine yard per carry. That's almost that's basically five yards per carry. Um, that's a good day. Didn't get the ball enough. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, same, we could have ran more. We could have ran the ball more. The Bills did rush for over 100 yards, but <clears throat> 10 carries of the 24 carries that they had were from Josh Allen, and one of those carries was from Isaiah McKenzie. But, yeah, so I think Devin Singletary ran the ball pretty well, basically five yards per carry. That's what I like to see. Dawson Knox had a good game in the sense yeah. of he had four catches for 41 yards and that massive touchdown that where he flipped over the guy. That was wild. But offensively – like that's crazy how he like flipped and like he stayed airborne just barely enough to like have the ball across the plane. I was like, did he touch? And it was like, nope, he was still being flipped. Yeah. It was it was something that that touchdown was awesome. That kind of nighted a little fire under the crowd with one of the 10 straight punts by both teams combined to start that game, which was unreal, which I did not ex- which I did not expect coming into that game. I didn't think it was gonna be like that. I know the weather has to do something with it, but the offenses were both bad. Um, let's go to some of these comments. That's the defense. Yeah, the benefits of defense. Christopher's coming in. Milano's a beast, best linebacker we have. Yeah, Milano, Edmonds, pick your who you want to be the best. Milano's having an, an all-pro type of season. Will he get an all-pro? Well, eh, who knows? But he's having an all-pro 
type of year. Hearing him in the media more. Say it again. Hearing about him in the media more. Yes, now. yes, yes. He's definitely getting more coverage. Like Milano's one of the best linebackers in the NFL. Romo saying that. I'm like, oh, hang on, what? Yeah. Once Romo starts saying that, you know, like more of the national media is picking up on it. But yeah, Milano's having a great year. I look, I saw on Twitter today. I know people are a little worried that he's a DNP. I don't think you have to worry about that at all in practice this week because he was in DNP all last week. And then yep. he was limited the last day. I think they know how he can play in this defense. They don't need practice. They're trying to like rest that knee and then get him ready for the game. Eventually, you would like to get to a point where he's practicing, obviously. But it's not like it's like if when it's like when Allen was sitting out. Like he's okay. Like he's we don't have to worry about him. You worry about Ryan Bates and Jordan Phillips playing this week. Because I probably yeah. don't think they both play. But I wouldn't worry about Milano. Um Rory's coming in. Mike White looked like a snapping glow stick when Milano hit him. That's one way to put it. That is, I guess that's that's a pretty good that's a pretty good uh way to put it. Lance coming in. Attention. Yeah, yeah, it did get everyone's attention. The first five drives of the Jets game is super interesting. They had some of the quick stuff, but couldn't convert on third downs or had some penalties early in a drive or two. Yeah, look, the Bills offense, if you go back and watch all 22 film, I know Lance was talking about that in our chat, and I watched a little bit of it in our on the all 22 film. I didn't go like crazy into it. I might watch it more on Friday. The Bills did some good things early on. They just didn't execute. Again, McKenzie, I think McKenzie was on the sideline on a third down play, and he dropped that ball. Like, you got to make that catch. There was just a couple executions. Josh missed digs across the middle of the field, which probably would have been 20-plus. And that was on the first drive, actually. Um, either first or second drive, 20-plus yard. Pick up, got him around midfield. Even if they don't go anything, kind of flips the field and all that stuff. So, yeah, the Bills didn't execute. I think, And I think Josh Allen kind of noted to that. But they didn't turn the ball over. They didn't put yeah. their defenses in bad spots, which I guess good and bad. Like obviously, you want to move the ball, you want to score endless amount of points. Yeah. Now that I think about it, we didn't commit any turnovers, did we? We, no. we got two, and we committed. We none. forced two. It was like unlike the last game time we played the Jets, where we forced none, and they and they forced two on us. So the roles were kind of reversed. And obviously, you win the turnover battle, you win the game a lot. I don't know what the percentage is, but everyone's like, "Oh, you always got to win the turnover battle," which is true. Got to win the turnover battle. You you wanna? I mean, there were the first couple games. I guess like I guess the Rams. We we committed one more than they did. It was four to three. Yeah, we had we, we committed four turnovers, but we just we battered them so bad it didn't matter. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, Trey's working himself back. Come playoff time, he's gonna have, yeah. Like look, Trey White's coming back from a torn ACL. Like this isn't not like your normal knee tweak. It's not your normal ankle sprain. He's coming back from a torn ACL that probably took him a little longer than I think people expected for them for him to come back. He's working through things. He's had some bad snaps. He had some good snaps. But he's out there 100% of the time. Like, he's going to work his way. I agree. Get him back fully to Trey White by a playoff time. That's all you can ask for. Guess Still what? playing like the best corner in the, in, 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 the, uh, in, the, in the team. So Yes. And guess what we didn't have last year in the playoffs, is he? We didn't have any Trey White. Trey White. Yeah. So any tra- 80% of Trey White is better than no Trey White, in my opinion. So I'll take Trey White um, coming back. Yeah, Dane Jackson had his ups and downs. Look, Izzy, what are your thoughts on Dane Jackson? I've, I've, I don't think I've heard your thoughts because oh. everybody has their opinion on Dane Jackson. I mean, if you were in the comments uh, or the built-in Buffalo group chat while the game was happening, I had a moment where I was like, why is Dane Jackson on my Yeah, I was thinking field? that too. And then later in the game, he's making pass breakups to you know, stop the Jets from scoring. So I'm like – Way to bring it back, Dane. I mean, I was yelling at you early in the game. You can't hear me, but who cares? Maybe you did I'm hear sitting me. here screaming at my TV, like, what the hell is he doing in the game? And then all of a sudden, I was like, okay, now, now he's playing like he's supposed to. And that was that was refreshing to see him, you know, make up for those mistakes. Like Deion Dawkins. Like, he had a couple of penalties. But he also had a few plays where he blew bastards up in the backfield to let Josh score a touchdown. Yeah, so, yeah, that touches on the ugly. Deion Dawkins was – that wasn't his best game in his career. He had three holding penalties. One, I think one was declined, two accepted. So I guess two technically. I don't know how that stat is um, registered. But yeah, that was that a that was not a good Deion Dawkins game. So that's something ugly. Somebody in the comment section, I think it is Roy. Something ugly gave up too many third and longs. So, uh, yeah, I, that is starting to drive me. Poyer mentioned that. I, th- I think it was in, after the game or during the media session. I think it was after the game. Poyer mentioned about how they're giving up too many third and longs. Yeah, that's starting to drive me nuts a little. Like a third and fifteen, like he eleven, you get off the field on third and like you have to. Is well, that think, is that starting to drive you nuts a little? A little bit, yeah. But I, I, the more the more it does, the more I think about like 
who was our main third down stopper? And it's Micah Hyde. And Von Miller. He, and he's not out there. Well, Von Miller's the closer yeah. for later in the game. True, but true, true. throughout the whole game from, from whistle to whistle, you know, it's it's Micah Hyde's always been that guy for us. So we're on third down. He's breaking up a pass or or directing the team to do something. And Porter's good at that too, but he's not the same guy that Micah Hyde is. They're, they're similar, but they're not the same. No, they're not the same at all. Um, and yeah, I think Demar Hamlin's played really well this year. I think we he did miss that that fumble he forced too. That. Oh yeah, yeah. He's been he's been awesome. And Oliver forced a fumble. Um, I guess it was technically a fumble. And then who who recovered it? Of course, Matt Milano. Matt Milano. But yeah, Ed Oliver's been a game wrecker. I love Ed. He's been awesome. Uh, and he's going to need to be keep him and Russo and the company need to continue to be awesome. With obviously, I have to replace. Von Miller. Um, yeah, so gave up third and long. So, yeah, it looked ugly. Like I think the offense was ugly. If you want to pin that towards execution, if you want to pin that towards play calling, if you want to pin that towards the weather, go ahead. The weather ain't getting much better on Saturday night. But I do expect when we get to the Dolphins game, we can touch on it, but expect a little more run on Saturday night. I just – I feel like that. Or they're going to be totally disagree with me, and it's just going to be sleeting and snowing. And they're just going to drop back and five wide it and just start spreading it around. And you're just going to be like, what the heck is going on? But, yeah, the I offense. I love the red jerseys in the snow. Yes, I do. But is any any other th- other ugly things or bad things you take away from the Jets game before we move yeah. on to our player of the game? So, ugly things uh, in the Jets game. We talked about McKenzie. Dominic's coming in. It seems like a receiver's not getting enough separation outside of digs. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. Maybe um, it might be more of them not catching the ball. Yeah, drop it. The drops are, are really what, what, what irritated the hell out of me. McKenzie uh, had a couple. What was it five? Drops had a couple, uh, I think uh, Davis had one. I think but his was like a, a coverage thing, like when it was covered. Uh, yeah. The the play calling bothered me, but it was mostly on run plays. Like, what the hell are you doing with these run plays? Like to me. We run so much better to the right. Why are we running left so often? Like you still got to run to the left so that way they know that you will run to the left. But you should definitely run right or down the middle more than you're running left. Yeah. Our strength is in the center and the left side. Roger Saffold's been a turnstile all year. Deion Dawkins is a good run blocker, but the strength of our run blocking has been to the right. We'll run right. Also, yeah. every time we ran, it seemed to be a second down. So it was like it's too predictable. Yeah, first down, you're passing. Second down, you're running. It's like, give me something new. Run on first down. Run on third down. Do something a little different because this is getting monotonous. Like A. Rich was talking about, and I was talking about, it seemed like we were arguing, but even though I wasn't trying to be argumentative, but it was just like, I'm with you, but at the same time, when Josh hits you with the ball, you catch the damn ball. When Josh snaps the ball, you block your assignment. If those things don't happen, I can't put those on Dorsey. What I can't yeah. put on Dorothy is the order in which he calls these plays, and you're like, why? Like it's, it's second and eight. Why are you running the ball now? Yeah, Dorsey can't go out there and execute for you. He can't make the pass. He can't run. He can't make the right read. He can't make the right cut. He can't hit the right hole. He can't catch the ball. He can't die for the first down. So when he schemes up plays and there's guys open, like the drops, a couple of McKenzie drops, like you saw they even panned to Dorsey in the booth. He was pissed. Like he yeah. was annoyed. That's that's not that's not that's not his fault. No, no. When, his when fault is when eight, when they're predictable. Like yeah, is, if you know what they're doing, right? Like if you know on that second down play, they're running the ball consistently. If you know the guy, no, I'm not saying you don't know football, but you know football. I know football, but we don't know football to be they're an NFL professionals who know more. Yes. So if the NFL players, if we know, then the Mike linebacker for the New York Jets knows. The, yeah. the coaching staff knows. If we know, they know. So Especially someone like CJ Mosley. He's he's gonna be all over it. Yeah, hundred percent. A hundred hundred percent. So yeah, I look if you're the Bills, you on offense, you like you gotta you, look, you gotta keep doing what you gotta do, but it's kind of the scheming's a little interesting. But yeah, it, like the, you know what I was thinking? I was, I was trying I started my words here because I was trying to go back to what I was thinking. I was thinking of that third down play, I think it was towards the end of the game when when we ran that sweep with Allen towards the left, we all knew that was coming, right? Yeah. Like, 
everyone knew that was coming. I, I, I like was hoping that. I don't. It was going right. <laughs> I don't like. The, I don't mind that play call at all. Getting Allen running downhill when you need the first down. I just don't like how they kind of like just exposed right away. Like I knew they were running that play. How they set up their whole team. Even Tony Ro- like Tony Romo knew. He put the yellow little marker he has and drew the line where he's going, and he went right there. To like, be fair, Tony Romo knows these things. True, true. I get, he it, predicts I get them. it. But we, you, is you knew there was they were doing a, a, a quarterback sweep there. I like the quarterback sweep. You need three or four yards. You know what? We we're not moving the ball well. We got to get Allen going, or we got to get that first down with Allen. I love that. I'm not against that. Don't be so vanilla with it. Like that was so vanilla and so obvious. And then Morse just didn't block the guy. And then and don't it, go left. Go right. Yeah. And then Morse didn't block his guy. So that and then Allen tripped over the guy's foot. So that just that play was just absolutely, you know what? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do about it? Uh let's win go. Buffalo Phil's coming in. That <laughs> we did win the game. That's all that matters. Uh I remember Tony Roma calling that out. It was funny. Yeah, Rome was like, they're going left with his little yellow marker he has. And he went left, and we're like, ah, shoot. We all knew he was going somewhere. It, it was a QB sweep. I didn't know which way. And Tony was right. And so yeah, breaking ball. Um, yeah. So, is with that being said, we're going to put a nail in the coffin from the Jets game. So, Picasso's pizza player of the game. Shout out Picasso for every night. Every night is pizza night. Picasso's pizza is where you guys got to go. Izzy, who is your Picasso's pizza player of the game? Ah, see, I say this name all too often, so I'm going to leave this one to the side, I think. And I'm going to say Ed Oliver causing havoc up the middle this week is my is my player of the game. Without Ed Oliver wreaking the havoc that he did, Milano doesn't get that big hit on Mike White. The sacks that came around the edges don't happen. They had to double Ed because he was just too disruptive. And he didn't get a sack or register any big stats, but Ed Oliver was a machine out there. And I, normally I would say Milano with the performance he had, and I've done it many times this year on my show or any of the show I've guest starred on, um, because Milano's just been there this year. But in this game, Ed Oliver stuck out like a sore thumb. It was just obvious that he was eating that center and guard alive and still getting past them to blow up Mike White. So it was this was an Ed Oliver game. And even though our defensive ends ate, they ate because of Ed. Yeah, I look, Ed Oliver's a great answer. If you want Matt Milano, it's a great answer. I want to kind of go a little off the cuff here. Not a little off the cuff, but I want to kind of get it interesting. So my Picasso's pizza player of the game is A.J. Empanenza. Ooh. A guy that we have not talked about a lot. I like it. Has expectations in a proven year from former second-round pick. His stats, five tackles, four solo tackles, had a sack, had a tackle for loss, had a pass deflection, and had a QB hit. You guys oh, that was him? Yeah, the pass pass, that went way that was him. AJ Ampanenza on that fourth and ten from when the Jets were backed up in their own territory. End of the game, under a minute left. He got his hand in there, ended any slim hope. It was slim at that point, but any slim hope the Jets had to potentially score and get the two point conversion to tie the game. But AJ Ampanenza got his hand there, got the pass deflection, also had a sack, tackle for loss, uh, QB hit, had a five tackles. Dude was balling, and we need. AJ Ampanenza. We need Boogie Bash and we need Gregory Rousseau, who had two sacks down the stretch without Von Miller. So AJ Ampanenza is my Picasso's pizza player of the game. Izzy went at Oliver. Shout out Picasso's. For the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's every night. It's pizza night. So thank you guys for sponsoring Bill and Buffalo and our show. So moving on to the Dolphins game. Um, hey, we, we got, she's not, not a fan, but from Buffalo. Interesting. Thanks. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you tuning in. That's I don't know how to say that name. Dinesha. 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 Appreciate right, you tuning that's in. I would say Dinesha because it looks like day. So yeah. Dinesha. So Phil's coming in. We need to rush Tua and make him as comfortable as we can. Yeah, that's important. So we're gonna get in right into the Dolphins game. So key matchups against the Dolphins or key X factors against the Dolphins is. I'm gonna start with you, man. Uh, so key matchup against the Dolphins. Key X factors, key matchups, one of them. Same thing, tomato, tomato. Key matchups, oh, Lord have mercy. So. I was going to say, I also could have phrased it X factors as well. Either, those both worked. So last time we played the Dolphins, we were without half our defense. So it's it's hard for me to think about it because we were missing Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Milano was out. Yeah, We didn't have Trey White at the time. 
We didn't have Ed Oliver. We didn't have Jordan Phillips. Uh, we were sure our defense that we eternally are now. We're yeah, so I, I think that we're going to have a lot more depth on that defensive line, even though we don't have Von Miller now, that the rotation of the defensive line versus their offensive line is going to be a problem for them. If you watched last week's game, they they, yeah. they got after them. The Dolphins were getting hammered by the – Wait, would it to start three for 14? Yeah, throwing the ball? He was a yeah, mess. Was, there is their one touchdown was because the guy fumbled. Raheem Mostert, I think it was Raheem Mostert, fumbled. And somehow the ball shot out to Tua, and he not to Tua, to Tyreek, and he took it to the house. Like, can't get any of a luckier touchdown than that. Like, that was they haven't, they haven't been playing well. And now that we have a healthy defense, we have Edmonds, we have Milano, we have, you know, everybody except Hyde Von and and uh, and Von, Von Miller. And Hamlin's been playing well, tackling and, and knocking up, knocking balls out. Hamlin's he's not Mike Hyde, but he's done a really good job of replacing Mike yeah. Hyde. He's he's done he's done a, he's done an excellent job for a second year seventh round pick, um, who's you know new to the scheme. I think that that he's he's looked good. Um, but last time we were without both safeties, you know, no Poyer. We lost by two in a scorcher. I think that the defense this time is going to be a lot a lot more able to rotate in, stay warm, and and not have to worry about those weird conditions that they dealt with. I think that the guys are going to be. Itching and scratching to just go back in, or not itching and scratching, but scratching and clawing to get back into the game so they can stay warm and keep moving. Uh, I think yeah. that the, I think that yeah. the uh, wide receivers of ours though also is a, is a key matchup in the snow because if it's snowy, it's easier to make a move and make somebody miss than it is to stick with somebody. Yeah, and the Dolphins defense isn't great. The Dolphins huh? def- Dolphins defense as a whole isn't great. No. Like they're not known for the uh, is even Howard's still a good corner. Byron Jones is a shell of himself. Christian Wilkins is very good up the middle. That's something we're gonna have to watch how the interior of the offensive line um handles him. Two cups. Yeah, yeah, besides him kicking uh the players in, you know what? Um grabbing. Yeah, grabbing too. He does he does he, he doesn't oh yeah, it's grabbing. It is grabbing. Yeah, he, he grabbed Josh. Yeah, so he did that in college at Clemson against Ohio State. So it's weird, man. It's a weird thing. I feel like you and me talked about this on the show. Once. We probably did, but it was... I think you. I feel like I had this conversation with you. Just... <laughs> I feel like I've had this conversation with you. Like a pilot out there, just about Christian Wilkins grabbing on the guys. Uh, uh, you know what? So, yeah, that's gonna be important. And something that Dave tweeted or put into our built in Buffalo chat today, and I saw on Twitter. Uh, McDaniel's walking around the Miami Dolphins practice facility, practicing indoor. They're putting the AC on, guys. So if you don't, if they don't Ooh. think they're ready for the cold, they got the AC on. Um, yeah, because like, okay. And <laughs> so like, the tweet reads: Air conditioning blasting in the bubble today. Mike McDaniel wearing a shirt that reads: "I wish it was colder." Mike, I don't know if you wish it was colder, man. Oh, I don't man. have the exact temperature what it's going to be on Saturday. I'm thinking 20s probably. I'm thinking 20s. They have heaters in 55 degree temperatures. In LA. that. In LA, where it's it was like in the 50, 55 degrees, the Dolphins needed heaters. We are talking about 50 to 55 degree weather. Well, is that warm? No. Is it cold? No, you're playing football. Oh, you yes. need we need heaters for it. If you if you want it colder, Mike McDaniel, you're gonna get it colder this weekend. It's, <laughs> it's gonna be a be little cold. cold for you, man. It's gonna be just a little cold. It's um and uh two is the um, he's an Alabama kid. He's a Waddle's in Alabama, kid. Tyree Did Kill. you say that it snows in Alabama? No, I don't think people say that. And no, so Tua said that. Oh, he did? Yeah. Does it? Well, it, it does, but it doesn't stick at all. Yeah. Uh, I, don't... I was stationed there for uh, for a winter okay. back in 2002 uh, into 2003, and it snowed once. It dropped an inch. They shut everything the hell down, and then the next day it was 50. It was just a freak day. Where like some crazy wind came from, like Iowa, yeah, and cut down through the Midwest and hit Alabama, and we got a little snow, and the base shut down. They don't even shut down for tornado warnings; they shut down for snow. You see what Lancer said in the sec- in the comment section? I'm not gonna bring it up, but <laughs> what is that? Oh, that's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bringing that up on the screen. We're saying it. It's but... Alabama, not. California, Lance, oh God, Lance, Lance, sit down Saturday nights. If you want more of that comment, go watch Lance Jesus with the Sauce God on Saturday nights. Uh, Mid twenties with fifteen to thirty mile per hour wind. Uh, that means wind chill. Yeah, it's gonna be cold. Like the basically thing. And you know what? Something I was listening to the shout uh, with Matt Perino and Tablet when I was dry, uh, today. I was, oh, I, was great. I was listening to it, and 
they were talking about, and I didn't even think about this. Tyreek Hill is coming off that. He's a bum ankle right now. Like his ankle's bothering him. Like he was kind of in and out of uh, the game against the Chargers. He's gonna play Saturday. Like I don't think he doesn't play. Um, but running with a hurt ankle in snow, with the lack of traction, lack of ability to cut, it's not great for an ankle injury. So that's something you have to monitor because obviously he's their best weapon, and he him being taken out of the game potentially. Oh, Jesus. Is uh, chat. Do you see the chat? Need. Oh my god, people are just having Phil coming in. Phil's, what is Lance? What did you start, Lance? Freaking Lance, man. Lance started this. Dave, if you're uh, listening, as for Tyreek Hill, uh, at least he'll be able to ice his ankle as he rolls it. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> really yes, yeah, Scott's Scott footing would be crucial. Uh, yeah, look for, for everybody on the Bills. If they want to be crucial. another key matchup for the Bills, like I mentioned earlier, you got to run the ball. Like, this is going to be a weather game. If the Bills can dictate the tempo, uh, dictate possession, control possession, run the ball efficiently with Singletary, Hines, who cares? I don't care who it is. Just run the ball efficiently and don't go away from the run. I think that's going to be important. Beasley could be very important in yeah. Saturday night because he doesn't rely on like speed and like just flying by guys with snow effects. He gets open. Look, dude, it's not. Plus, he's looking. played here three years. He like, he's been here. He's played in the snow. He's practiced in it. He's he's used to it. <laughs> Lance says, "Don't cancel me." Uh, Lance, Lance, you are Dave Chappelle. You can't be canceled. Lance, you can't be canceled. Um, Denise is coming. I was at the LA game, Baltimore game, and Detroit game. All wins. Does that mean are you go? Are you going to Saturday's game? Let us know because that's all that matters here. Um. What do you guys think of Hines? Look, I think Hines has been really good in, in the return game, and I yes. think he's been something that we kind of lacked in the return game. Offensively, they haven't really used him. It's not really like it's it hard. It's, do they want – they could use him? Yeah, I would love to maybe a little more design Hines. There's just so many mouths to feed if you think about it like mentally. Um, but if they want to get Hines four or five touches a game, I'm not against that. I don't know what he did. What did he do last game? Look at the stats. He had one reception for four yards and had one carry for three yards. And then he is um, Hines' punt returns, three for 42, average about 14 yards for punt return, which is pretty good for punt return. Yeah. And then kick return, he had two for 40, average 20 yards. So he was he was eh, on kick returns, but he was good on punt returns. Um, so, yeah, that's important. Yeah, uh, but yeah, the, like run the ball. I think the Bills got to do limit the turnovers, all that stuff for crucial ma- matchups against Miami. Get after Tua. I think you mentioned that is uh, because he struggled against the Chargers, who were missing a lot of their secondary, missing Joey Bosa. Like this is was a shell of the Chargers, I guess, full defense, and they were able to get after him, and they were able to do his thing, their, their thing. So get after him, make it hard for the Dolphins. The Bills should be fine if you think about it. And it's also a revenge game. They beat you. Yeah. They beat you week three. Beat you by two, and you had a chance to win that game. Should have won that game still. Should have won. That Even game. missing half our defense, we still should have won that game. We're missing two guys now, not six. We should win. We should win this game. Plus, we got Trey White back. Yes, that, that was our starters for that game that we were missing half. Now Trey White's back. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm oh, Trey White coming back would be awesome. Dealing with Hill, Waddle, whoever they match him up against, I think by Hill, I would, I would, I would assume that's not an easy task, not an easy task. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, who's I looked at this Khalil comment. What's the signings of Smokey? He means John Brown, and B's mean for Khalil. I think I take it they aren't happy with his development. I don't agree with that at all. Appreciate the comment, Scott. That's just. I don't no. think they. I don't think they have a problem with him. I don't think they expect much from him anyway because he's a rookie fifth he's a, round pick. Yes, I think their issue is Gabe Davis. That's seventeen percent of his pa- his passes first targets. I think that's where their problem is. They're not worried about Kalisha Kier. He's a fourth, fifth receiver already anyway. They're yeah. worried about their number two guy. Yeah, I think th- they like Shakir, and I think they expect him year two, year three to be productive and like be a yeah. solid piece to the score. I think anything you got from Shakir this year was like kind of icing. It was a audition, basically. It's a fifth-round pick, and I love Shakir. When we drafted him, I thought this was a great pick, but look, he was behind McKenzie in the slot game. He's not really an outside receiver. He can be, but he's not. But he was outside behind Davis. He was behind uh, Diggs. Like It just wasn't working for Shakir. And look, I think Shakir, when he's played and when he's given the opportunity, he's been really good. He doesn't play that much. Like, does he? Do you think he plays? I don't think he plays that much. So I don't think. That has nothing to do with 
his development. That's because the Bills know they have a window to win. And Beasley yeah. can help you play the next eight games. Beasley's not a long-term answer here at all. And he's been here. Yes. He's 33 years old. He's not a long-term answer. He's got one or two years tops left. Yeah, so does John Brown at this point. Like These are guys that have proven and they can contribute and they know the offense because this McDermott and B know this is one of their windows to win a Super Bowl because this they're, team is that good. They're basically in that instance the opposite of Anoda Beckham Jr. who wants a long-term deal. These guys know that it's now or never. Go get your freaking ring. Like they're they're here basically for the vet minimum, and they both still have the talent and the ability to play. Obviously, John Brown he he was scored that touchdown. No one will be questioning anything about John Brown. And Beasley looked great in practice today. I mean, it's just you got to see him on the field, and you know that they know the scheme, and you know that they fit, and you know that the quarterback has a good rapport with them. And comparing Shakir, who's a rookie in his first year with Josh, first year probably knowing him, he's not going to have that same no. He's also not a first round pick. connection with him. Yeah, he, even if not. he was a first round pick, I don't. The the the, the round doesn't really matter because Davis is a sixth round pick and he had good chemistry. Or, I think Davis. I think pick, Davis fourth was fourth, fourth. Yeah, and uh, Hodgins was the seventh. But yeah, D- Davis being picked around ahead of him, like that's it's not that not that crazy to think that I guess somebody can come out in the fifth round and connect with your quarterback. But you have other guys who have been there and have tenor, and you want to give those guys a chance to win their ring, and you know. Shaquille would get his two in the same breath, but he, he needs time to develop that rapport, just like Gabe took some time to get there. But I think Shakir, skills-wise and natural talent-wise, in my opinion, is better than Davis. Really? That's an interesting take. Natural. I don't Doesn't, know. doesn't yeah. drop it in any passes. His route running to me is sharper. We need He's more faster. from Gabe Davis. I agree. I agree. I'm, I agree. We need more from Gabe But Davis. I think that Davis has that, that, that dog him and that work hard mentality. And he will hit you and drive you to get the first down. I don't think here has that strength. I love Gabe Davis. I think I he has the tools and the potential to be such a good receiver. We just haven't seen him put it all together this year. The ankle injury kind of derailed his season a little bit. That kind yeah. of hurt him. This is it's still lingering. I probably tell you no. I don't I don't, I don't know. We'll never know if it's still lingering unless he gets a golf season surgery the day after the season ends, whenever that is. Three catches for 31 yards for Davis. He had, did have a touchdown two weeks ago against the Patriots. That was mm-hmm. awesome to see. I was actually I was at the game, so that was fun to see. That's a little Bills victory, a little Davis action. Um, that also play was by against the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, look, I think we need more from Davis, and if we can get more from Davis, the defense, uh, the defense, excuse me, the offense explodes to a different dimension, like we saw. I just shook my table. Like we saw in the AFC divisional round against the Chiefs. So I think we need more production from Davis. Yeah. I do not disagree. Bobby's coming in. Do you think we'll get a catch on Brown? John Brown catch on Saturday. Well, I, don't I know. mean, he torches the Dolphins every time he plays them, so why not? I have a different question coming from thinking of John Brown. So, is who's the inactive receiver on Saturday? If there's one inactive, because I was I saw that on Twitter today. So who's who's active on our who's who are active receivers active on the roster, roster right now? Shakir, McKenzie, Davis, and Davis. That's four. That's it. Yeah, and John and John Brown and and Beasley are both practice squad guys. We're practice squad guys. You might you might see do all six all get called up. You might see, or do we six. get five and either Shakir or McKenzie take a seat or John Brown? I think it would I my guess if they wanted to keep five, it would be Shakir that takes a seat. Yeah, I, I would say Shakir might take a seat, but they also might give Davis to take a seat. Davis, I can see him see I can see it see him sitting Davis because of. Wow, I did not see that coming. Is the drop? The drops are a thing, right? No, I think, but they don't have another. I don't think they. You don't see him for weeks. I get it. I just don't think they have another. I don't think they trust another outside weapon. I mean, yeah, probably, but I think they trust John Brown and Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs as one, two, and three in a game if they needed to. I get that. I get that. I think it would be between Shakir and McKenzie, in my opinion, actually. Give McKenzie. McKenzie, He's dropped a bunch of passes too. But my guess is Shakir. If I had to put money on, if they went to five, it would be Shakir. That would be my opinion. Yeah, but in the in the snow, they might go six. McKenzie's been solid in the snow. They might go sixes. They could. I think they. I think they might. I mean, especially if you want to run, you know, packages with a lot of receivers. Plus, you you know, it's snowy out there. Somebody might twist an ankle or something like that. Yeah. You know, Roy making a good point. John Brown only has one more call up on the practice squad, so that could obviously. Affected, yeah, could be, he, he could be sat down, he could be sat down, alternate him and Beasley, yeah. So, yeah, look, they can go five, they can go without Shakir, they can go with McKenzie, they can go six, and they can drop another position. I don't know what that position would be. Um, so yeah, that that was something that I had to start, um, 
Phil agrees with you. He thinks Shakira over Davis. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't. <laughs> Denisha, vote for me for Water Girl. Yeah, I saw that. Denisha, are you going to the game on Saturday? Because I don't know. Because you mentioned it, unless I missed it in the conversation that is going on in our comment section right now that I can't even keep up with. So I stopped keeping up with. Um, but appreciate everyone that's commenting on Facebook. If you're on YouTube or, yeah, you can't comment on Twitter. But if you're watching on Twitter, I appreciate everyone right how, now. How funny would it be if they did sit McKenzie after he asked for BZ to come back? I don't think it would be. I think it would be ironic like on social media, but it would be something like where. When McKenzie, I say funny, I mean ironic. It's like, yeah, I think like McKenzie needed that one more break. Like, a break, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Cameron Tao's coming in. Who he runs the Built in Buffalo News for us. Shout out to him. Um, he's the main editor. I believe that's his title. I think his main editor. He also oh, writes for us. Damn. Only has one more call before they have to sign him. Yeah, so that is true. And I know Sal put out a tweet about the call-ups, and I read it, but I completely forgot what he said. So someone has that. I bet you someone doesn't. But I know Sal put out a. Another thing to remember is that these guys are professional athletes, and they do have egos. Every single one of them does. You have to have an ego to play at in that so, anyway. So you you might so some of these guys might get a little offended if they don't get called up or if they get sat down. I Which think is, it's Shakir. You know, I think Shakir would be the least offended. Yeah, I mean, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a fifth round pick. They'd be like, yeah, Beasley is a veteran. Like he gets it, and be like, your time's coming, Mackenzie. Like, maybe John Brown doesn't get called up. Thing is, Shakir's such a good blocker, though. I like, like Shakir. Oh, he's a good think, like as a blocker. Is they can he reminds go, me of Robert Woods. They can go six. They yeah. can go six. Can he go reminds six. me of Robert Woods so much as a blocker. Like it's just he's he's clean on his technique. He 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 really just I think what's holding him back is that he is just so young and he he needs to get a hold of the NFL game. Yeah, he needs he, an off season where he doesn't have to worry about, and I know rookies talk about this a lot, where he doesn't worry about the combine, his pro day, meeting with teams, where he's getting drafted, then OTAs. Like he can just come in, he's on his team, he can just work an off season with Knows the system. Power. Yes. Yeah. And knows the system is just growing within the system. And uh, I think that Shakir is probably more likely the future That's at wide receiver for us yeah. than, than Davis may be. I think they. I think Shakir. I think Davis could be the future on the outside, and Shakir is the future on the inside. I. I, I I'm on. That's my how I view it. I don't. You know. just paid Diggs for four more well, years. Well, I, look, I think if they and don't, next year is, is Davis's. Uh, yeah. Contract year. Look, is I don't think if they decided to say Davis had another year, hit a solid year, whatever. Right. I don't think if they let Davis go and they kept Shakir like that has any indication like who they value more because I, I think obviously Shakir was too bad his rookie contract because I think Shakir can. Be the future at the swap position. I really do, and it's I think they could, made. Yeah. they could make another weapon. But look, maybe Davis absolutely balls the rest down the stretch. I want him to ball because this offense is better when he balls. Like this offense is really good when he is at his best. If he balls, it's a win-win no matter what happens, whether we keep him or not. Because if he balls out, they can trade him next year and get a higher draft pick than they traded for. You know, to, or they they drafted him at. He'd be worth at least a second round pick if he balls out in the playoffs and we win the Super Bowl because of his helpful efforts. Like if we want that year, we played the Colts. If we win the Super Bowl that year, and when we beat the Colts and went to the AFC championship game and we beat the Chiefs that year, yeah. if we go and win the Super Bowl that year against Tom Brady with the performance that Davis did in the playoffs, his, his value would be through the roof. Yeah. Cole Beasley is better than uh, McKenzie. Yeah. Sure. They're two, I also think they're just two. Depends I what you're McKenzie doing. is a true slot receiver. I, I, I've said this so many times on the show and not like in a bad way. I think yeah. – the injury to Jamison Crowder derailed the slot position for the Bills. It really did. They really did not envision Isaiah McKenzie being that true slot receiver. Crowder's outstanding. They brought Crowder in to be what Beasley is, and they brought Isaiah McKenzie back to do what Isaiah McKenzie does. This Beasley coming back gives the chance for Isaiah McKenzie to do his thing. And like Shakir wasn't ready enough to take over the full-time slot receiver position. So that's why you had Isaiah McKenzie taking a lot of snaps out of the slot, which is not what I think he is. I think he's that gadget guy, that end-around guy. That guy, if you get in space, he's awesome. Not good against zone coverage. So I think that's what McKenzie is. This helps McKenzie be who he is. And I don't think Cole Beasley's – he's a better slot receiver, but they're not. I don't think McKenzie's a slot receiver. I think he got thrust into it with the Jamison Crowder injury. And, look, you want to blame the Bills on having depth there? It's hard to have so much depth at every single freaking position. Yeah. Like how many depth players are you supposed to have? <laughs> like, I know people are like, oh, well, I don't love the depth. Of this. Like, what do you mean? Like, how many depth guys are you supposed to have? Like, guys want to play. Some guys don't care about winning. They want to make money, go play yeah. for Houston. They don't care. Like, you, you want to win. You got a family. Like, 
Look at uh, Christian Kirk. Yeah, like he went to Jacksonville. Jacksonville was okay, and I think Jacksonville was a good future with Calvin Ridley next year in Lawrence. But he got paid. Somebody's offering him $80 million where his agent's like, dude, you're not worth no this much money. No one else is giving you $80 million. Take the deal. All of us would take that deal. Even if we love Buffalo, we're taking that deal. Buffalo's coming in with $10 million overall, and the Jacksonville's offering 80 and you love Buffalo and you're a Bills fan, you're taking Jacksonville's contract. Like, I'm sorry. It's 70 like, I don't know what he was offered by the second place team. I think it was $73 million guaranteed for four years. Yeah, you're taking that too. And he knows, well, he might think he's a great receiver. I think Christian Kirk is having a really good, solid year. He's not a true number one. He's not a true number one. He got paid like a true number one almost. Last few weeks, he's been getting outplayed by Zay Jones. Yeah. Who who saw that coming? Freaking Zay Jones. Not this guy, but I I always did like Zay Jones. I just think that, you know, he had a, a rough few early years in the NFL, but. Zay's coming on. Yeah, he did. I love Zay Jones. I was happy when we drafted him. He's becoming a, he's becoming a, a really uh, reliable target for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he is. And Jaguars are going. Jaguars are going in the right direction. They've made a couple of solid moves. Good, good for them. Doug I don't Peterson. Hate Jaguars. No, not at all. Joseph's coming in. Love watching you guys in a rich. Appreciate it, Joseph. Thank you, man. We'll love be back. Too, buddy. Back. I'll be back next Wednesday. Is we'll be back on Sunday. So yeah, check us all of us and check everything out. Bill and Buffalo. I'll probably on Saturday night actually. Oh, you going after the game? I'm yeah, I'm off Sundays, so you know I might as well. And I might go on, uh, depending when the other teams play in the division, uh, the Patriots and the Jets. If they play yeah. early on su- on Sunday, hey, I'll do a show Saturday night and Sunday. So the Jets are one o'clock, and I think the Patriots are at four o'clock kickoff. I'll go on at I'll go on whenever or at seven. And if the Patriots are still playing, I'll cover the rest of that game. Hey, so guys, you heard it right there. Make sure you check out Izzy Saturday night, Saturday night post game. Correct. Saturday night post game. Well. Early Sunday morning because you know it's an eight o'clock game, so it'll oh, be oh well. yeah, it's gonna be a late night. But I, late I'm off night. Sunday, so I don't care. Um, appreciate Joseph. Thank you. Appreciate you watching. So, is we gotta we're gonna wrap up here, but we cannot wrap up without our game predictions. Oh shoot, game predictions. That's how we do it. So, is we'll start with you. What is the final score for the Bills Dolphins game on Saturday night? I'm gonna look at the spread. At the moment, right now, because I don't know the spread. Yeah, let me know what the spread is real quick before you do that. I think. Let's see. Let's go. Who we will print? Dolphins. Come on, ESPN. I don't think it's going to be a necessarily high scoring game because of the weather. What the Bills right now are seven point favorites. I could see that. I, I, I would cover the spread. I think it I started think, at six and a half. I think that the Bills are going to win this game 24 to 14. Ooh, that's a good score. Yes. I like that score. I like that score. 24-14. It's a good score because I don't think the Bills off look the Bill people might come away from this game be like, oh, the Bills didn't score enough or whatever, right? And they win. I think that weather's gonna have the factor into it. They yeah. both might control the game offensively, and you come away with 24 points, you'd be happy. I like 23-13. You had to one down me, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I like 20. I liked your score a lot. So I was like, oh, I heard it, and I was like, dang it is. So I go 23. 13 for the final is got 24 14. I got 23 13. All that matters is that the Bills get a victory on Saturday night. Uh, Joseph's coming in 31 to 24. It's a lot of points for Snow. I think think there's a lot of points. That's why I went 24 14. I wanted to go 31 to 21, but yeah, Jeff's coming. I also don't think the Jets are, I don't think the Dolphins are putting up 21 points. So in my head, it didn't register. Jeff's coming in 27 13. Bills. Roy's coming in. Bills 13 to 6. Wow, that would be something. I would hate that because I'd be on the edge of my seat the whole game. And at the end of the game, I'd probably have to go to the bathroom and then do your show and talk yes. about the Bills 13 points. Okay. But look, all that matters, like I said, might be stressful for three hours. But once the clock hits Sunday morning and the Bills have a victory, that's all that matters. Okay. So that is going to do it. From the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Bill and Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. Before we get out of here is where can everyone, once again, find your show? I know you just mentioned it, but find your show, find your social media, all that fun stuff you do for Bill and Buffalo. I do the post-game shows, uh, and if any of our fellow, fellow built-in Buffalo members want to join me, anytime. Uh, and also, I do the resident report on Sundays. You guys can catch me 7 p.m. Sundays, guaranteed, and most post-game shows. If the post-game shows on a Thursday, like which we don't have any more Thursday games as far as I know, then you probably won't no. catch me. Or if it's a Monday night game, I don't know Monday night. I'll probably still do it. I don't care. What happened? We have one more Monday night. I know that. Yeah, yeah. Cincinnati game. And we also have a TBD game still. So, Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, I guess the Patriots, I think it's TBD. So, you know, depending on the times, I'm doing most of the post-game shows. There's almost all of them this year. But definitely 7 p.m. Sundays. Hit me up. I will be there to give 
state of the you know NFL and how the Bills line up in the NFL and the AFC and the AFC and AFC specifically. But yeah, it's it's the last few weeks are always the most fun because that's when stuff lines up. And we beat the Dolphins with three games ahead of them, and a win does get us into the playoffs. A win does get into the playoffs. It Hopefully, Izzy is talking about on Saturday night the Bills Nothing. once again being a playoff team and being one win away with with a three remaining to win the division. Two and, two wins against the division, one game guarantees playoffs. Yes, yes. So we don't have to beat the Dolphins. We can lose the Dolphins, win two of the next three. Yes. But we're also going for that number one overall. Yeah, we're, we're trying to we're trying to win. We're out. trying to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. So Bills Saturday night's a big game. So is got 24-14. Make sure you guys check him out on the show, post-game show, or Sundays on Red Zone Report. Could be both this week, depending on his schedule. We'll let you guys know. Built in Buffalo, as always, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Check us out, builtinbuffalonews.com. Check us out on TikTok at Built in Buffalo. Check us out on Instagram at Built in Buffalo. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Peter On Twitter, I'll follow you guys back. And then I'll be back next Wednesday breaking down, hopefully a Bills victory over the Dolphins, and then getting you guys ready for the Bills-Bears game on Sunday. That's going to do it, guys, from the Buffalo Blitz. He was Izzy. I'm Peter. Once again, guys, hopefully you guys have a good night. This was the Buffalo Blitz on the Built on Buffalo Network. Everyone have a good night. Thank you. Thank you.